Welcome to Show Me Something Wrong. Where each episode, one of us chooses a movie to watch that the other hasn't seen. The movie is often obscure, usually odd, and always wrong. I'm Dave. And I'm Guy, and today I've chosen the movie, and it is... <gasps> Metal Days by Shosen Fukui. Wow, wow, wow. Take it away. Now, I am absolutely thrilled to finally be able to talk about a Shows of Fukui film. Like, I fucking love his I think it's kind of common knowledge that I love Shows of Fukui's movies. Like, everyone knows it. If you know everyone. me, everyone. If you know who I am, which not a lot of people do, but if you do know me as a person, mm. you know that I love his it's movies. It's your thing. It's my yeah. thing. It's your defining feature. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I wanted to ask, like, what's your knowledge of Shows of Fukui? And how, what was your introduction to him? Mm, like first hearing about his movies yeah. or and your yeah, and your yeah. first like viewing experience well i actually had never seen any of his films until you lent me mm. the unearthed dvds right like, a couple right, of years right. ago but i knew about pinocchio mm-hmm. pinocchio 964 right? yeah yeah um I, I knew about that film because it had been released by unearthed and i had like i'd always just heard like seen reviews saying like yeah it's like it's just like a Tetsuo ripoff kind right, of thing right. mm. so I was not really that interested in it even mm. though it looked really cool mm. and I never watched it back then and then finally you lent it to me and I'm like this is nothing like Tetsuo mm. at all mm. and it's a fucking absolute masterpiece and it just blew my mind that it's not not I mean it is very well known but like not as well known as it's it not Tetsuo be. level, yeah, yeah exactly. Well and it, mm. it's an absolute work of genius. And then, yeah, after that, you let me Rubber's Lover, which I absolutely loved, and I loved his short films as well. So I was also incredibly excited to watch this super super rare film. Nice. And I will get into um, Tetsuo as well and his other short films. Um, but for me, my introduction to Shosuvakui, I mean, this is going back quite a long time now. But I remember seeing the, I guess it was a screenshot of Rubber's Lover, of that shot where they're kind of going down in the elevator and you've got this man bandaged up in a wheelchair and this kind of like fetishistic styled nurse lady kind of holding the, um, the handles of the wheelchair. And I remember seeing that image and I don't know what it was, but it, it struck something inside of me. And from then I was like, well, this is my favorite movie. I'm not, I'm not even seeing the fucking movie, but I, I love this movie. Just from that shot. It, it, yeah. I don't know what it was, but that <laughs> shot was so powerful to me. How old were you at this point? Uh, how fucking, how old am I now? I don't even know. Hang on. Uh, I need to start counting years. <laughs> <laughs> but very I, young, right? Like early 20s. I, I would have been a teenager. Teen, a teenager, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, stuff back then, it makes such a mm. bigger impact on you. Right? Mm. Like it's, it's really hard for films to do that now. Yeah. I was thinking about that today. Like, I'm so glad there's films that I watched when I was younger and had, mm. and they just blew my mind at that time and they've stuck with me that whole time. Yeah. But that, that said, Pinocchio 964 did fucking blow my mind <laughs> as a 36-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it. Oh, that definitely packs a punch, yeah. But I, but yeah, I, I saw that initial image of Robert's Lover, and I actually, yeah, obviously saw the movie after that, and I'm very happy to say that it it lived up to what I was expecting mm. it to be. And obviously, this is going on later into his career. We're talking about his early film today, 
But uh, before we talk about his later films, his early films, I want to go back a little bit further because we did mention Tetsuo. And it's kind of common knowledge that he worked as an assistant director on Tetsuo. And I think that's where this... It's this thing that I just personally call the Tetsuo curse. Mm. And I can't remember if I mentioned this when I was talking about uh, Kei Fujiwara's Ido. But basically, Tetsuo had so many fantastic people involved. You, you obviously had uh, Tsukamoto Shinya, Kei Fujiwara, um, Fukui Shoujin, like all, all the big Japanese cyberpunk names. And because Tetsuo is essentially like the... It's like the, the, the poster boy of Japanese cyberpunk. Mm. And so everyone who sees anything like made by the other people involved in Tetsuo, they immediately just say, oh, it's like a Tetsuo ripoff or yeah. they clearly were inspired by the time they, you know, mm. the time they spent on the set of Tetsuo or blah, 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 blah. And it's not. It's so different. Mm. Yeah. And although they may share some similar themes, I feel like people are so quick to judge. And I think people are so quick to link films to other films because in a way they are easy comparisons, but on the other hand, they are so different. And don't get me wrong because I love Tetsuo, mm. but I also place them in very different realms. It's even kind of a curse for uh, Shinya Sukamoto as well, right? Like in a different kind of way, but like mm. everything he made after Tetsuo. I, mm. I personally think he's made much, much better films than Tetsuo. Mm-hmm. You might not agree with that, but like he will ev- forever be the Tetsuo guy oh, to yeah. most people. Mm. You know, even though he's made all this amazing shit, he's like, that's the label he's kind of stuck with. That's and it. everyone that's worked on it is like, you know, when you see like a nickname, like quotations mm. in the middle, it's like mm. you've got Tetsuo there just yeah. slapped onto them. <laughs> and it's, yeah, that is kind of, yeah, a shame in a way, isn't it? Mm. Especially because the, the people involved, as well as, like you said, uh, Tsukamoto Shinya himself and the other people involved in that, they've gone on to make such fantastic movies. Yeah. But people just love to compare it to something. Mm. And and I, and I think that kind of, it demerits the film. Yeah. Which is a real shame. Even, even I think, probably when I've reviewed Pinocchio or Rubber's Lover, even I have to make a point that, it's not like Tetsuo, but mm. I'm still mentioning Tetsuo in that review, right? Because yeah. I want to counteract the other mm. opinions about it. It's very annoying. Yeah. It's a curse. It is, hence what I call it, the Tetsuo curse. Yeah. <laughs> now, for this podcast, this episode, I've read a lot of Japanese. Of Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> so, because um, I, I, I just am so obsessed with this Japanese cyberpunk genre. Mm. I've accumulated many books and chirashis and posters and pamphlets that talk about them. And I've, I've kind of got a lot of information about not only the film we're talking about today, but like the um, the related films like Tetsuo and Pinocchio and this mm. and that. So I think I, I've got a fair amount to say. So with that, let's talk about how Shouza Fukui got on to... Uh, becoming the assistant director of Tetsuo. Tsukamoto Shinya's early films before Tetsuo, um, The Phantom of Regular Size and also um, The Adventures of Electric Rod Boy. Have you seen those? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Great stuff. Very great, yeah. <laughs> they, they were screening 
uh, in Tokyo, I imagine, and uh, Shosen went to go see those screenings. And at some point after a screening, he was talking with uh, Shinya Tsukamoto. And, and Shinya was like, so what are you doing? Like, what's, what's your deal? What do you do? Why are you here? And Shosen was like, I'm not really, not really doing much at all. <laughs> and Shinya Tsukamoto was like, well, can you drive a two-ton truck? <laughs> and Shosen said, well, yes, I can. And from that, he became the assistant director of Tetsuo. Why he had a truck license? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But that was how he became a part of the Tetsuo yeah, yeah. crew. And it's kind of also common knowledge that the the shooting of Tetsuo was very long and hard, yeah. and lots of people kind of just left halfway through. Mm. And that was the same as Chosen. He kind of he did his thing. He drove his two ton truck, mm. but halfway through he felt like you know I want to do my own thing. I don't just want to be. The yeah. truck driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he left. And then after that, he went on to be the um, assistant director for Sogoishi's The Master of Shiatsu. I don't know if you've seen that I one. I think I have. No. Sogoishi, uh, Burst City, Crazy yeah, Thunder yeah. director. Mm. Uh, that was in 89. And during that time, I believe, I, I mean, it's not laid out so clearly timeline wise, yeah, but yeah. I believe it was during this time that... Um, Sogoishi was like, so, hey, he actually said very directly, very bluntly, hey, you, what do you want to do? Like, why are you here? Do you want to be a director Mm. or do you want to be assistant director for the rest of your life? And Shosen was like, I want to make a movie. And he was like, then fucking make a movie then. Mm. Make a fucking movie. (laughs) And apparently Shosen was like, right, I'll do that then. And then he started to make Pinocchio 964, which was an 89. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Pinocchio was completed in 91, and it had its um, theatrical release in 92. Mm. So, to commemorate that release, Shoto Fukui self-released his early films on VHS. And his early films being uh, Gerarist, Caterpillar, and Metal Days. Mm. Gerarist is so great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to, get, to, to derail you, but oh. fucking hell, that, that short film is... One of the best short films I've ever seen. Hundred percent agree. It's that is my favorite short great. film, and that's quite easy to see. So mm. yeah, it's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is phenomenal. That short film. Yeah, that's that's the film that I I still watch to this day. I've seen it so many times. I still watch it, and I tense up every time. Mm. Just because the main actress, Chiemi Endo, her performance in oh, it is, is so off the rails. Yeah. I re- when I was watching, I just wanted to know more about her because she's not in anything else. Is that is that right? No, she, she's um, she's part of a theatre group. Ah, okay, and yeah, yeah. Chosen hired her from a theatre group mm. and put her in this film and she just disappeared after that. <laughs> like, that, this film, so it's basically all shot. For re- for real, essentially, of her having this massive meltdown mm. in, I guess it's shot in Tokyo, right? So yeah. it's these busy Tokyo streets, and it, it's just an amazing, absolutely phenomenal short film. Definitely see that. Whilst on the subject of Geroris, mm. do you understand the title? Yeah, it's like Vomit Terrorist. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah. Gero <laughs> yeah. being the slang for vomit, yeah. and then Terrorist, so Gero. So it's basically the Vomit Terrorist. Mm. And she does a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> so in 92 he released three VHS tapes uh, Gerus Caterpillar Metal Days 
and he released them a limited to 100 copies each. And so going back to my late teenage years, maybe early 20s, I was desperately trying to track down these old tapes. Because even though with the Unearthed films release, like they had the Caterpillar and Garish shorts on, short films, but Metal Days was mm. limited to this one... Hundred copies. Hundred copies back in 92. On a VHS hell. tape. Oh my God. And just, just to like really put it into perspective, like... In Japan, not even considering the the transition from VHS to DVD, where so many people just threw away tapes Mm. willy-nilly. Regardless of that, like, Japan has so many natural disasters. Like, you imagine, like, how many, how much got lost during earthquakes and floods and tsunamis and this. Mm. Not only that, in the summer, the insane uh, amount of um, humidity, humidity, which just creates mold. Yeah. And tapes were famous for going moldy and just, you know. Mm. And the thing that's only been released in 100 units. Like, you don't... Can you just imagine how many are actually left now? It's insane. It's it, it, That is a staggeringly mm. small amount. <laughs> yes. So I went on a mad search for these tapes. Mm. And at that time, you know, you search it. And there was no, like, actual pictures of them online. There was no evidence that these tapes actually existed. Right. I remember talking to other collectors and they were like, oh, no, they, they were never released. They don't exist. It's just a myth. It's a myth mm. because the actual only pictures of them were like stock images of just the cover art. Right. So there was never actually any pictures of these tapes. But I remember speaking to Shosin because I, you know, I may be jumping ahead of myself, but mm. I've, I've met him many a times. But um, and he was like, oh, no, I don't even have those like, you know. He doesn't have. He, he doesn't have copies of his own film. He's. I don't have them. No. And I was, so and yeah. So they were these kind of like mythical creatures in a way, if you will. And anyway, eventually, I found a set of these three tapes on a on a Japanese auction. Wait, right? all three mm. together yeah. in one auction. Yeah. Wow. And so, bought them right up. Dare I ask how how much it cost? Well, no, because this is going back like fucking 15 years or so right where people didn't care quite as much no so i paid 60 pounds for these three tapes it, it is 60 pounds yeah fucking hell it's which is bargain. nothing it's nothing yeah. it is it is insane mm. to think of that now like yeah like if i go back maybe uh 10 years we, we were mm. talking just before about uh this mike takeshi vhs i mm, have mm. for the third gangster it's really hard to find. I bought that on VHS ten years ago. I th- I think it was twenty yen, and then I which is like twenty cents, yeah. right? And then I I think I paid maybe like ten bucks for shipping. So the shipping was way more than the mm. tape itself, and that was ten years ago. Whereas now it's like suddenly everyone is desperate for these things, mm. and I don't know how much it is to to buy it now, but it's definitely not twenty yen anymore, right? Yeah, that's it. That just is goes to show, like, sixty pounds for those days. Yeah, and obviously, I'm I'm still like very much searching for things related to these Japanese cyberpunk movies, and you know, so I'm keeping mm. an eye on auction websites and this and that, and you see the escalation in prices yeah. because I, I've I've witnessed that in person mm. as well with you bidding on this tape. Oh uh, God, I've forgotten one? the title of it, but the the theater live theater. Oh, Skin Video Mix Five, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's the most like 
obsessed I've ever seen you. Like, I was trying to talk to you, and you're just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just staring at your phone, <laughs> putting in bids. Yeah, I think I'm going to win it. I'm going to win it. And you, you paid some exorbitant amount for it. Yeah, I, I do that sometimes. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm the same as well. Yeah. And also, yeah, going off the back of that. So, so I bought these three tapes with 60 pounds back like 15 years ago. And then a few years later, another, just the metal days itself, mm. that sold for about 300 pounds on Yahoo auctions. Wow. Just and by itself. By itself. Mm. And not two months ago, Gerarist, the VHS mm. of Gerarist came online and it popped mm. up on my phone because, you know, I have the notifications that come through. <laughs> and I was like, oh, notification. I bought the exact same tape. And this is a different tape from the three that he put out. Right. This is a different thing. It's Okay. And I'm going a little bit off record, off track here, but mm. I bought a tape of Garrus, uh, two tapes of Garrus and Caterpillar. And it's hard to tell if they're bootlegs, but the mm. way that the, the condition that they were in kind of shows that they are from the 90s or maybe even 80s. Right. And okay. I've asked Chosen about them, and he was like, fuck, I don't know, man. He's like... <laughs> They may be from before the ones that I put out. I don't remember. Like, we're going back to the 80s, man. So yeah. Even he doesn't know. But anyway, so I bought this tape for a thousand yen. Mm. for So six pounds. Yeah, yeah. Less than 10 bucks American. The same tape popped up on uh, the Yahoo auction site two months ago, and it sold for like 500 pounds. Fucking Christ almighty. And, and and that's that's for a film that you can get like on yeah. DVD like yeah. as an extra, right? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe you're gonna go into this, but this the bootleg aspect. Mm. Does that mean the tape that you have of Metal Days? You just you'll never know when that when that's from if that's no, part of that hundred. That is the one that, that is, is definitely... from ninety two. So okay. the other ones that I just mentioned, they were completely different design. Right. Right. Okay. A different yeah. sleeve. Um, <laughs> Yeah, different thing altogether. So, so no one knows, really. <laughs> but it wasn't chosen. He doesn't even know. <laughs> he might have. He may have made him. them. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he was like, oh, man, it was the 80s. I don't know. <laughs> but I can understand that. Like, when you're making your own stuff, I, may, maybe, I don't know about you, but, like, I've made a lot of Cat Sick Blues stuff and then forgotten about it. Mm. And then I'll see it and be like, oh, yeah, fuck, I've totally forgot that we made this shitty Kickstarter DVD. Yeah. <laughs> But what's what's the the real thing about those bootlegs? I'm going so off track now. Yeah. But back to those bootlegs. So I bought them and they they shipped over. Um, I was I was in Osaka. They mm. came from Tokyo. And when they arrived, like they had a a, a shop like the the stamp of a shop like the address. Right. And obviously, I was curious, like yeah, because there's no information about these tapes online. The director doesn't know them. Mm. So I searched it. And I've been to that shop. It's a shop. It no longer is ex- exists now, but it's in um, Koenji mm. in Tokyo. And it is no joke, a stone's throw from where Shozin was screening his movies. Right. Not, not just a couple of years ago, before that place also closed down. Right, okay. So it's just insane that he was showing his films, and meanwhile there was a shop that was stocking... Bootlegs. These maybe, maybe bootlegs, bootlegs, maybe, maybe something, he them, maybe like... he made them. But regardless, someone's paying five hundred pounds yeah. for them online. So anyway, fucking hell. So anyway, I found copies of these three tapes um, that were released in ninety two to commemorate the uh, theatrical release of Pinocchio ninety six four. Mm. 
And yeah, so back to what I was saying before, like how there were no pictures of this film. So every, every not not wanting to brag or anything, but every picture online that you see of any of these three tapes are from mine, from myself. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Whether I've like screen capped them or taken pictures of uploaded them on Twitter or Instagram, whatever. Mm. When I Googled Metal Days yeah. before, mm. a picture of you just came up oh. holding Metal Days. <laughs> 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 I was probably I was on cloud nine holding the metal days but the point is that just goes to show how much these films don't exist yeah yeah mm. that's fucking nuts that is truly that is truly amazing that you found those tapes mm. <laughs> it's nuts <laughs> imagine that now uh, an auction of those three tapes no it's not gonna happen it won't happen so, Metal Days was made when Joseph Gui was a university student. Mm. And it was actually made before Guerrerist. So, they, were they released the same year? So, I, I saw Metal Days had 1986 mm. and Guerrerist is also 1986? Yes. So, when he was a university student, he made three films. Two shorts and one feature length. Mm. The shorts being Scourge of Blood, Ranger Goko mm. and Metal Days. After he graduated, he made Guerrerist and Caterpillar. Mm. Judging, just this is just my um, assumption, but because Metal Days is a feature length or close enough, the editing time, you know, considered, um, they probably came out the same year. Right. But it it was filmed before Guerrerist because apparently Guerrerist was completed in only like two days. Garrus, like, it's been a while since I've watched it, but my memory is there's like quite long takes, right? Mm. So the editing process might have been a bit easier oh, yeah. for that film. There's long tracking shots. <laughs> yeah, whereas lots of vomit. Whereas Metal Days, we'll get into it, but yeah, mm. the editing is very complex in, mm. in this film. And I will get into those other university films as well. But before that, there's an interesting fact that the only release that Metal Days has had, this VHS release, is actually a re-edit. Oh. So there was a version before this, before it's actually only official release but also the version in its current state that we saw will never ever be released again okay and there's another reason for that which i'll get into later (laughs) weaving a complex web so basically there was a version before the one we saw yeah but the one we saw will never be seen again so Mm. there'll be another version of the original version or a different version a different version a (laughs) new version jesus christ so let's get into the cast is he wait wait? So is he going to do a George Lucas on the on Metal Days, and they add in some CGI and stuff like that? Who? George <laughs> Lucas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's get into the cast. So the main cast of this is actually a very famous Japanese pop punk group ah, okay. called. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how much you know about. Japanese pop punk because I don't know fuck all anything anyway band called Crack the Marion I don't know if that rings any bells Uh, no it doesn't ring any bells so they appeared in this film before they made their major debut right right and I mean I don't listen to pop punk what do you say Crack the Marion Crack the Marion the Marion. But the only... And I'm sure there is probably better comparisons to be made, but the only band that I can compare them to is, like, a Japanese version of The Dickies. 
Right, right. That really kind of like fun, poppy, like happy-go-lucky. Are they the punks in the movie? They're the punks. Okay, okay, right. Except for one. Who is... Did you, did you yeah, recognize yeah, yeah. him? From Pinocchio, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's Haji Suzuki, the guy who mm. played Pinocchio in Pinocchio 964. He's got a very distinctive face. He, he's <laughs> fucking great in this. Yeah. He is so he's cool. Really great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, Shozen and, and uh, Haji, who played Pinocchio, have been playing in a band together. So they made a band called Hone, mm. the Japanese for bone. And it was kind of like this noise band. So they go way back together. And then they kind of adapted that into a video production company called Honekobu. So it's like the bone productions, if you Mm -hmm. will. And Shozen's whole thing was that music and film kind of like go together. So even though he was making movies, it was almost like he was making music videos uh, for his like band. Yeah, yeah. But not incorporating his music it was like all his band members getting together making like these fucking weird punk movies Mm. and that was his whole thing like the two music and film were like uh, the same thing and when he played um pinocchio as well when he did screenings he kind of like went about that as if it was a live show right so for him like sound and music they're they're one entity and that was kind of his whole approach into making films it wasn't like making a film it was making a like making visuals to music, if you mm. will. Mm. I I really got that feeling watching it as well. Mm. So with that, let's get into the story. Here we go, middle days. We're getting into it. We're getting into it. Holy mackerel! So how does it start, Dave? <laughs> I'm gonna have a sip of my beer. <laughs> oh god, it's all a bit of a blur, even though I watched it last night. <laughs> but yeah, we start with a pretty intense shot straight mm. away. There's no sound, right, as it mm. opens. Which, again, there was a lot of stuff when I was watching this where I'm like, is this to do with the tape quality? (laughs) Or is this a deliberate choice? I don't know. But basically, we've got a shot sort of moving through the grass, right? Mm. Someone moving through grass. Mm. And it's like there's a sunset or a sunrise. I don't know. And, yeah, no sound at all. And then we get this amazing montage of all of these close-ups of like punk clothes getting like zipped up and put on it's very like blue like kind of lighting mm. this really awesome music over the top it's kind of hard to tell what's going on because mm. they're like really super close-up shots and it reminded me I, I hate to make a comparison to another filmmaker so early on but it reminded me a lot of scorpio rising have you seen that Kenneth? I've not uh, seen that, no. It's like an experimental film from the 60s, and it's all like these, uh, yeah, bikers, and mm. it, it has just, yeah, these awesome shots that kind of r- gave me that kind of feeling as well, where it's very, like, visual, no narrative <laughs> kind of structure. It. I love it. But yeah, such a, such a cool opening. Yeah. yeah. So that opening, so the guy, like, walking through the tall grass is kind of shot from below. Yeah. And it's like a tracking shot following him. And you can see something is attached to his abdomen. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even notice that at this point. Because, yeah. like, I was like, what's going on? Which is kind of <laughs> like a thing, something of things to come. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, like that close-up shot of essentially punks leathering up. And it's yeah. almost like the ritual. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I know you're a fucking metalhead at heart, Dave. But <laughs> no, we, we've established <laughs> you're metal boy. You love your metal. I love You love Crocus. <laughs> and I'm the rap. I'm the rap. Man. You're the rap boy. Love vanilla rice. But there's there's 
Those guys, Vanilla Ice, the two of them. Vanilla Ice, MC Hammer. (laughs) Those guys. But there is like a a fashion and almost like a ritualistic thing about Mm. the punks. Because even though you look at them, and you even see it today, the punks, like they spend a lot of time doing their hair, sewing the patches onto their jackets, putting the studs in. Mm -hmm. And and you kind of like, I, I often like to think... Whenever I see like a punk or a goth or whatever walking through the streets and they have all the the, 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 the battle jacket on with all their patches, yeah. I just like to picture them at home sipping tea, yeah, sewing yeah, yeah. sewing their patches on in their slippers. That is quite and, funny. Yeah. But it is, it's almost like th- there's there's a definite fashion mm. to oh, yeah. this genre and these groups. For sure, for sure. And there is that whole kind of like ritual of getting ready to go out Mm-mm. where whether it be like spike up your hair you know put your jacket on put your fucking like knuckle dusters on yeah, yeah. because and that's essentially what they're doing it and it was like, like a real kind of like pumping yeah, up kind of thing it's awesome and all those shots like going over their hair and mm. stuff as well but I, I watched this with uh with my partner Tata and, and a few times she was like these punks are very fashionable like quite genuinely like she's yeah. like they look really cool mm. like they've put a lot of effort into how they look mm. and they look pretty awesome yeah <laughs> and the next scene though we don't really quite witness the mm. the the the, the uh, breaking in itself we see the punks discover a bunch of weapons and bombs oh so i i didn't see i didn't understand that was like a breaking in kind of aspect but they yeah. they all sort of tumble out of this van mm. <laughs> and yeah it was so fast so they're, they're meant to be like stealing the weapons so the actual description of this film is they break into a u.s military base okay and right. steal dynamite and guns from the u.s ah, military okay okay <laughs> and that's how this film kind of starts Mm-mm. And fun fact, they actually filmed this in a U.S. military base really? in Japan. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, without permission? No, no, they got permission. Really? Yeah. I actually just heard this story, like, two, three months ago when I was down in Tokyo. Right. Because I was asking Shosen about Metal Days, and it was like, oh, yeah, you know, we, we just went to the, the, the U.S. base in, in Japan, and they let us film there. <laughs> what? And, yeah. That's crazy. So, they, I, I'm not sure which shots were filmed there, right. but they did get permission to film in a military base. So these punks have stolen yeah, yeah. dynamite and guns. I love that shot of there's a, a one of the punks takes out a gun. He's like rubbing it on his face. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. And, and then that, title oh, that's That title is really cool mm. as well. I love that title. The Metal Days just up there. It, it looks great. Excellent font. <laughs> Excellent font. Great font. I love a good font. We love a good font. It looks very handwritten, right? It looks... It looks. Uh... You've got to get that punk aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> so then we cut to the next day. So we're basically, we follow a group of youths. Yeah. Different guys, not the punks. That's why I got a little confused because it, it is very frantic. Mm. Um, but we've got a pretty cool looking car mm. blasting down the street. And uh, it's a fucking cool ass driving yeah. scene, and yeah. and the camera's really m- mostly focusing on the outside at first. I'm like, oh, must, this must be the punks. They've mm. like switched cars, but then as you said, they they're like listening to um, the radio, which is like talking about like it's like a really lame radio show talking about what like can you guess what animal this is? It's like a riddle <laughs> kind of thing, <laughs> and then they they flip the channel and we hear some sort of '80s. But not very punky mm. music. It's quite it's sort of heavy metalish, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's a little bit 
not docky, but it's not what you'd imagine those punks to listen to. And then I was like, oh, wait, okay, this is not those mm. crazy punks from the start. <laughs> so then we get introduced to our other trio. Mm. So basically, we got the punk group and then what I like to call the cool guys. The cool guys? Because <laughs> the way they, like... <laughs> Because you got that establishing shot of them just like driving through, like weaving in and out of in and out of traffic, right, yeah. pumping their heavy metal, and they're just like, "Oh yeah, we're the fucking cool dudes. We're the kings of the road." I saw them more as like rich dogs. That's what they felt like to me. That is also very appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're kind of weaving in and out, and they overtake the punks from the beginning. They kind of pull up to red light, and the punks kind of catch up with them. Yeah, yeah. And then you get Haji Suzuki. Yeah. <laughs> like hanging out the window, just like mumbling, shouting shit at him. It was and it, really hard yeah. to understand, but it's it's almost incomprehensible, right? Just like he's just like <laughs> <laughs> But among those like amongst all that mumbling you can hear him kind of say like pull over. He's going, tomare, tomare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I could catch was <laughs> yeah. like, I think that's what he said. I think that's all he does say. I think when, jumping ahead a bit, but when a little bit later, I, Tana said she thought she heard the line, you think you're better than us? Right. Like a little bit later. But yeah, there's not really much dialogue mm. outside of this. So the punks kind of like speed up in front of them, pull in front of the uh, the cool guy car. Or the dorks, as the you dorks, like to whatever, say. Whatever, whatever <laughs> you say it. And they throw eggs. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's what I was... I was really kind of confused because they're, like, trying to get him to pull over. And then we get all these, like, really fast cuts mm. of, like, car parts, like, mm. engines and stuff. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay, fuck, all right, cool. And then suddenly eggs are just hitting the window and they sort of come to a stop. Mm. So was it the eggs that caused them to stop? I, I guess punks or they stopped and then the eggs came out? I don't know. But there's eggs involved. So that's it. Now they've got to fight. So they're like, yo. So they stop the car. And the uh, the other group, not the punks, mm. the cool guy dorks, they're like, we need to fuck these guys up. Right. So they get out of the car. They run towards the van. Yeah. yeah. The back door of the van opens <laughs> yeah. up. And these guys, who the punks, who are a lot more intimidating <laughs> than these other guys, kind of run towards them. I love that shot. It's like this slow motion shot of them just like coming out of yeah. the van, yeah. spilling out. <laughs> they realize and, there's so many of them, right? And they're like, fuck. And they kind of try <laughs> to like go back into their car. But anyway, the punks grab them and they throw them into the van. One of them, the kind of main dork slash cool guy mm. is like all bloodied up he's been smashed a bit it's like blood pouring out of his mouth Love I think it. that's the bit where um what's the actor's name Pinocchio guy Haji where maybe he, he says something like like you think you're better than us or something like that <laughs> love it he's great I, I fucking love that name. yeah so he, he is really good yeah. at this so they pull over somewhere and they throw these guys onto the ground then punk shenanigans ensue. So That's the only way I can describe yeah. it. There's a lot of punk shenanigans in this film. Isn't Some there? punk frolicking around. <laughs> so this, you would define this as frolicking, then. This is also punk. Part, partial frolicking. It's like a punk frolicking. It's kind of a an offshoot of frolicking. They're not in water though, guy. No, but the sand. Ah, okay. All right. So frolicking. If you're in water, 
hundred percent. That's frolicking. And yes. if you're in sand and you're a punk, that's partial frolicking. Partial frolicking. So jump at that. It's just punks doing punk stuff. Yeah, like yeah. it's like you you imagine like just picture there's a punk band playing and the punks are dancing yeah. and they're thrashing around and they're fucking moshing whatever punks do but it's like outside in the middle of nowhere <laughs> yeah dancing about they they bring out the dynamite yeah that they've stolen mm. and they strap it to these guys and they're just having a great time just cackling and yeah. loving it having a very very good time <laughs> And then one of the main sort of guy, he thinks that this is fake, right? He, he doesn't mm. believe that this is real dynamite. And he stands up sort of ready to kind of fight back. Yeah. And one of the punks, is it Pinocchio guy? He, he like pulls out a gun yes. and starts firing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, they realize this is actually fake. Yeah, real. they try to stand up to them. And he kind of does like approach them. And he's like, yo, what the mm. fuck, man? But... Yeah, like you said, they pull out the machine gun and they're like, oh shit, this is real. And they kind of like sheepishly sit back down. Yeah. And the punks just kind of like, like you said, they're having a great time. They laugh, they get in their truck and they just drive off. Mm. Leave these three guys in the middle of nowhere with bombs strapped to them. And there's like a a voiceover as well Mm. that tells us that this is a time bomb Mm -hmm. and they've got six hours and uh, you have six hours to find the punks. And if they find them, then the first one who gets there lives oh. is like the setup. <laughs> yes, yes. And then this is where it really fucking starts. <laughs> this is the start of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, oh my God. <laughs> oh, oh my yeah, God. So this good. is just from here on. <laughs> it's I, chaos. You it's know funny. what? I didn't know I enjoyed watching people run so much. Yeah. <laughs> Most of this film is running. Yeah. Like, 90% is running. Mm. (laughs) So I think it's important to mention now that even though you would never know this, having watched the film, that these characters all actually have names. Oh, do they? Yeah. How how do you know? In the end credits. End credits, and then looking at the uh, production notes and Uh, the the, the stuff that came with the VHS. Right. So basically, we have three guys who now have bombs strapped to their chest. Mm. The main guy is Masami. The other guy is called Jimpachi, and the third guy is called Norio. I've listed them in the order of how long they survive. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. <laughs> so, the punks have driven off. We've got three guys left in the middle of nowhere with a bomb strapped to their chest. One of them is starts frantically trying to get this bomb off him. Mm-hmm. He's just, like, pulling at cables, ripping stuff off. Dumb cunt. The other guys are kind of, like shuffling like trying to get away from him yeah, because yeah. like you're gonna fucking blow yourself up mate mm. norio what a fool you dick and no no norio and he does and what does he do bloody blows up mate bloody blows up norio's done for he's done <laughs> That's all he <laughs> i literally just introduced the character yeah. <laughs> what is that? so basically norio's <laughs> fucked he's done so we're left with now masami and jimpachi who just fucking take off mm. Just take off. Just start running. Running off into the sunset. And they never stop. And it's sort of... The first sort of running scene is all like slow motion. There's Mm. a lot of slow motion in this. (laughs) One thing I really noticed about this film... Say if you compare it to Pinocchio, for Mm. example. Like, Pinocchio is so fucking intense start to finish. Mm. It's like... It actually... 
blows my mind that he could make something that has that level of energy Mm. basically start to finish. Mm. And there's not really any moment where it takes a breath at all. So when it's Mm. finished, you're like, fucking hell. Mm. Wow, that was, like, intense. Whereas this film, it is, like, intense because they're running the whole time, but he... Like, Fukui's also, like, playing around a lot with, like, how he paces it. And there's Mm. moments where where things just stop and we, like, focus on one thing for fucking ages. So there's loads of, like, these sort of slow motion moments. But I really like that. Like, Mm. it's kind of really chaotic the way it kind Mm. of goes up and down and and the speed in which it's told. Yeah, it goes from, like like you said, really fast to really slow. Like, slow-mo to, like, fast-paced. Yeah, it's (laughs) nuts. But it's very effective, though. So then we come back to the punks. Oh, it's my favorite. More punk shenanigans. This is this is the best punk shenanigans. Are they in like a junkyard? Is that what it is? It's, it's like, all like this... an abandoned factory. Yeah, there's like or shit something. everywhere, yeah. and they're just yeah, as you say, shenanigans. What are you know? What do punks like to do best? They like to dance about. They like to smash things up, and of course, they like to fucking do cool flips. <laughs> I was not expecting to see fucking flips in this film but like there's a shot I love this so much Um, one of the punks does a flip so like a full full flip like full body what do you call that like Like feet to feet isn't it full rotation a 360 flip and like he does this flip but it doesn't show the full flip it like cuts in between of like midway through the flip it'll cut to a punk just smashing something or like a punk fucking just dancing about to see this full mm. extended flip of this <laughs> it's so erratic yeah it's it's great the, but the editing here is so erratic it's just like yeah cut, like you said cutting back and forth just like there's, there's no context it's just punks smashing shit flipping off of things <laughs> dancing Having a fucking looking great time. at their spiky hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. But then we cut to a live show. We're seeing him like plugging in instruments, right? Mm. In between smashing things up. And then they're just playing. Yeah. Playing a show. It's great. And you've got Hadji on vocals shouting into the mic while all these other guys, like the, the crack the Marion punks, are just fucking moshing around him. Is the f- is the female punk in the band, you know? Do- she she I, was uh, she was great. She stood out, doesn't yeah. she? So there's a, there's there's one sole female punk in yeah. here, and yeah. she's totally. I don't know whether it's she was directed to be completely useless, uninvolved. <laughs> like she she's basically just stands there, yeah. unemotional, blank mm. faced. Mm. Even later in the film, where something quite fucked up happens, but she she never really mm. like does anything. No, but. She's got a pretty good attitude, though. Like, it's like a ba- good punk attitude. Yeah, she's got some it. wicked hair on her. Yeah, yeah great hair. So, so there's this awesome punk song playing. All the punks are moshing. Hadji's on vocals, just screaming his lungs out. And we kind of then start to cut back and forth between the punk song and the guys running, which cuts beautifully. Yeah. So you've got this intense punk song with this screaming and these guys with bombs on their chest just mm-hmm. running for their life. It's running and running and running. I really love that, the music. It, yeah, just the, the way it cuts together is mm. so nice. And this so. is a long run scene. Yeah, yeah. It's a long scene. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, there's not nothing more we can say. Yeah. <laughs> they just run and they just keep running. Mm. And I feel like this is where he kind of honed in his his style. You know, he kind of adapted this into the, the, the mm. long running scene of Pinocchio as well. Mm. And this is what I absolutely love about shows of Akui's films because he takes something so simple 
and he extends it for vast periods of time. And there's never any change. Like, it's just running. And running will always be running, really. Like, it's never going to change that much. But he just keeps it going for longer and longer and longer. But the tension somehow escalates. And it gets more intense and more insane. But visually, you're just looking at the same thing mm. for like 5, 10, 15 minutes. Mm. Which is the same with Pinocchio when he's doing that running scene. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I absolutely love about his films. And this is no exception. Mm. But it's like this fantastic little glimpse into his like early style, which mm. he adapted his later on. Yeah, that's mm. what I loved about this. Like this, you know, this film very much feels like an early film, but that's what made it so interesting because as you say you can see where he's kind of going you can even sort of see glimpses of rubber's lover and mm. lots of different moments that he'll really perfect mm. once we get into pinocchio but yeah it's yeah it's great so eventually the two guys running they run out of energy and kind of collapse onto a bridge <laughs> i love this moment and so it's, it's kind of it's great because it's as the song dies down so mm. the punk song kind of dies down it evaporates and we cut back and forth between them and the two guys running and they kind of collapse onto the bridge breathless exhausted vomiting yeah he, does Fukui really like vomiting or something <laughs> I feel like everything I've seen by him at some point features some puking. Does Rubber's Lover have puke? I don't think Rubber's Lover has puke. We'll have to go, we'll have to go watch it again after this. But there is a lot of vomit in his films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Vomiting is great because it's like a very easy... <laughs> it's an easy thing to do on film. Yeah. And it always is... It's gross. Yeah. Like, it's a great, gross yeah. thing. When I made high school films, like, all of them had vomiting at some point. You can't not have vomit. I love vomit. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've also put vomit in a lot of my yeah, stuff. It's yeah, it's simple, yeah. But yeah, I love that, like, just... Yeah, they, they're just puking and, like, crawling along. Mm. Like, vomiting. Then it just... It goes absolutely fucking nuts. And I think this is the point where I'm like, this film is... Like, I was already enjoying this, but now it's really up to the notch. Mm. But I didn't I didn't quite catch... So one of them, the, the main guy, what's his name? Masami. Masami. Masami grabs something. What, what does he grab? They've collapsed on the floor, but they have to find these punks, right? Mm. So they just have to continue. They mm. have to keep going regardless, because if not, the bomb's going to blow yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So Masami, the main guy, he's trying to go forward and just, just keep on going, regardless of if he's, like, collapsed or not. So Junpachi is basically kind of dragging him back, mm. and a struggle breaks out. Masami, in front, he, he reaches forward and grabs a glass bottle. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I actually couldn't catch what he grabbed. So that, that's what I meant. I was like, he grabs something, mm. but it's like a, just a glass bottle that's mm. on the bridge. And he absolutely batters <laughs> his mate to fucking bits. And it is really gory yeah. of him just smashing up the, the mate. And it's, it's mostly on Misami's face. It's like the splatter. Yeah, just getting yeah. splattered with, with blood. And it's kind of the first, you know, real piece of, like, real mm. fucked up sort of violence that, mm. that we see in it. Because mm. even the bit with old mate, what's his name? Uh, Haji. Nori. Oh, uh, the, the bomb guy. Yeah, the bomb yeah, guy. Yeah. Like, that was almost kind of comical in the way it, it happens. But yeah. this is quite... <laughs> fucked up and violent yeah. oh yeah he he bludgeons him to death and an insane amount of blood sprays back at him yeah. it's fucking great yeah 
So now he's dead. Mm. He's out of the picture. So now Masami's free. And what does he do, Dave? Starts running. He just keeps on running. running <laughs> I was really hoping as he'd run, that, like there would be an explosion behind him. Right. But yeah, it's obviously a no budget film. It's, it's a university <laughs> <Yeah>. film, mate. <laughs> yeah. We can't see that. But yeah, the band's like still playing right as this is happening. They they run again. We're still sort mm. of seeing them them playing. And I think with all of the films I've seen by Fukui, he has such a knack for choosing amazing locations. Mm. And yeah, this this film is no exception. Mm. So he's running through this like really bizarre kind of quarry. Mm. Kind of, I, I guess it's a quarry. It's kind of hard to tell, but it looks really great. And as he's running, we're, we also start cutting to this really filthy looking uh, Seiko clock. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. We, we cut back to that like so much in it, but it's really grimy, filthy yep. looking kind of junkyard clock that we keep going to. That's the, the time bomb clock. Yeah. yeah. But then it comes to night. So we learn now that he's basically run into the night and he's still running. And we get this insane swirling like droney sound mm. and it's literally enough to make you nauseous and he just keeps running it's this insane swirling noise yeah and he just keeps running and the the shot is also quite sickening because it it you sort of start to trip balls as you're watching it because it's all from behind yeah the, and very long shot all from behind of him just running through a kind of wooded sort of area and uh it's mostly just on his butt like the whole yeah, way yeah. through but yeah, that sound is going over the top, and yeah, it's a, it goes for a long. But, the, but he runs through the night until dawn mm. breaks because you start to hear like the birds chirping, and you yeah, start yeah, to yeah. get these like like dusk like like the the, the, the sun rising shots. Mm. So he's literally run mm. throughout the night. That that's from what... day to night until dawn. Yeah. He's run. <laughs> so I guess that six hours limit was uh, meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or I misheard it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a quick night. Yeah. <laughs> so we get to dawn and he falls down, exhausted, as you would. Mm. Like, like he's run. He's run for like, what, 15 hours nonstop now. If you think about like, what, evening through night to dawn or something, mm. it's insane. Mate, have you ever had to run as an adult? Like for a, an extended period of time? Or whatever. I, I mean, I run most days. Oh, to really? Get, to get the train. In time, but that's a short period of time. That's like you know a five minute run. <laughs> if ever like I'm late for a train, like I gotta run to get the train, I'm just like, oh, yeah. and I like almost die on the way to the station. <laughs> I think there's a reason this was made as a yeah. university project, like student project, which also kind of made me think about when Haji was in Pinocchio, because even though he was still mm. young, um, he had to do a lot of running. Mm. And he, like he must have trained on. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you asked me to run for mm. something I would last like I don't know like 10 meters it's hard it's hard work so just just before he falls down though he also approaches this building mm. right so it comes out of the woods dawn is broken yeah there's like this big building and there's a phone booth there and I just mm. I, I love this scene he's just like frantically trying to get this phone to work and it's cut really insanely and the music that kicks in mm. in this scene is so good. All the music in this is great, but that was my favorite track. This, the music that sort of pumps over this scene is really, really awesome. And then phone doesn't work. 
so he keeps on keeps running. on fucking running. Keeps going, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I think that's then where he he like runs into this very like big open space again. It's kind of quarry esque, mm. right? And then falls down and collapses there. Mm. Oh, this was my fucking favorite that's thing it. ever. And, and then shot. we get like. I think probably the most visually interesting uh, scene, so but cool. also like at least for me, the least shows of Fukui like scene. Right. Like at least for me. You talking about the the face yeah, thing? Like, yeah. This scene is so bizarre. It's very interesting visually, but it's mm. also so different from anything else he's ever done. Yeah, it's it's Do you wanna talk about that? Yeah, it's just nightmarish. So he's fallen over and he's exhausted mm. and he's trying to drag himself along in this weird kind of open space and as he's dragging himself along we get i guess like a hallucination Mm. a nightmare kind of moment of these absolutely fucked up looking characters Mm. are are they the punks in no no they're they're just random characters no 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 no, no. those are his two friends that have died oh okay oh yeah yeah yeah, that makes sense and they've got this fucked up white face paint on and they've got they're like basically holding him back with these chains mm. connected to him. And it, it's just this really strange shot of them doing that. As that's happening, we're, we start getting like these really fast, frantic cuts of landscape. Mm. And then it kind of blurs into this static, like TV static over that. But I fucking love that movie. It was, it was so, so, so bizarre. Yeah, it was so, so bizarre. Strange. And they kind of, yeah, like hold him back. And then. We get the the sound of the the punk music kind of comes creeping back mm. in, and it's like a real thumping banger yeah. of a tune. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's such a good tune. Haji and the gang pull <laughs> up, find him in this quarry. Is that what you call it? A quarry? I don't know what I you would think call it's this a quarry. Place. It looks like a quarry because like big smashed up rocks everywhere. So mm. I'm assuming it's a quarry. And they kind of find him. They start shoving around, beating him, being the rowdy punks that they are. Mm. Couple you've, of you've flips. S- you've skipped my favorite part, though. Have I? Yeah, they're like right before. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Have I? I mean, nothing much happens in it. But there's uh, like after that bit of those the white face paint yeah. guys pulling him. That shot of him really slowly trying to get up. It's like is this this, this like slow motion scene? Oh, oh, and it's like layered and layered and layered. Ages yes, yes, of yes. him trying to get, and I love that so much because it, it's just insane. Like it's just so long. At first, it's just slow motion. It's him trying to get up, and it, yeah. it just keeps going and going and going of him trying to pull himself back up. And that's when like the tune is like mm. pumping over that. And then yeah, as you say, like the footage starts like cross dissolving <laughs> over itself, and it was it just goes for so long. It's like five minutes of him trying to pull himself <laughs> up. <laughs> Yeah, and then, then as you say, the, the punks come rushing in, mm. and they are delighted. They're having it. The, it's just punk shenanigans. This is just the last all them. over the place. Yeah. Flips left, right, oh, and yeah, center. They're, they're all like, there's that shot that like pans across them, yeah. and they're all just like doing flips and all kinds of mental <laughs> stuff. Mid 80s in Japan. Yeah. Everyone was flipping. I, I have a question oh, relating to flips. <laughs> oh, so when, when I was watching this with Tano, we were discussing, like, how do you learn to do that full body 360 flip? Because surely you'd try it and just kill yourself. Yeah. You would smash your head into the ground. Break how would you neck. do it? I don't know. It don't must know. be... It's a pretty... Imp- it's an amazing is- feat to be able to do that, to do a full flip. Yeah. And this may be completely unrelated. 
You can do a flip? I cannot do it. Right. I, can, I can barely walk, Dave. <laughs> You're in a wheelchair as we record this. <laughs> but you know how I said that um, with the whole, like, punk fashion or goth fashion, whatever, like, whatever fashion you have, like, metal fashion, where they all kind of, like, sit around sewing their patches onto mm. their jackets and doing their hair. And I'm sure they're practicing their flips oh, yeah. at home. You can't... You, I'm sorry, but you can't mm. just fucking do a flip on the spot. No. Mate, you can't do it. I'm telling you right now. You have to practice that. That's going to take months of practice to do yeah. that flip. And he effort- effortlessly he did does it. those flips. So you know there's been a lot of fucked up flips before that. <laughs> <laughs> would you Would you rather have the ability oh, to do one of those flips on the spot or the splits? Oh, definitely a flip. The flip? Oh, yeah. yeah come on. But the splits, splits is- aren't impressing anyone, oh, are they? What are you talking about? If you fucking did the splits right now, I'd be very impressed. I'd be blown away. I yeah, but not, not as much if I did a fucking flip. If you did a flip, I would be more impressed. All right. what about, okay, what about a flip, full body flip on the spot, or one of those, the wall running flips? You know when you run up the wall, like a few steps and do a flip? Uh, I need a wall. <laughs> what do you mean? I need a wall. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> What does that mean? You need a wall. You need a wall to like think about the question. I need a wall. You know, I feel like the wall would bring like complications into the matter. Sure. So yeah, you're right. This is a flip. No, you're right. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with the flip. The flip as it is, it's amazing. Even one of the punks just does a thing where you know when you're lying down and you just like (laughs) I don't even know how to explain it, but you just flip yourself up. Oh, like you like, like flick your legs up and then like yeah, yeah, jump yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So when you, for example, we paused the podcast just before, but you used to go to the bathroom and you struggled to get up. As I would too, obviously. You know, both of us, as we get up, we're like, oh, fuck it, hell. That's, I was, I was up. sitting on your toilet, flailing my legs around, <laughs> trying, to, trying to stand up for the life of Whereas me. These punks can do flips. I know. They can jump up from a lying down spot and... They're, and they look great. They, 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 they made their fashion. Look at us. Look at our hair. It's pathetic. We don't have fucking mohawks or anything. Not yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they find him, start shoving him, pushing around, being the rowdy bunch that they are, and then the bomb starts to tick, and then the punks like start like to like to run away. They broke the fucking rule of the game. If if he found them, then they they he he was supposed to survive, right? Oh yeah, I guess so. Fucking punks. Can't, don't trust the punk. Don't trust the punk. So then the bomb starts to tick and all the punks just like fucking run off. Because they all think they're about to blow up, right? And then we get a massive blast of light. And then we think Masami has just been blown to smithereens. Mm. And all the punks are just cheering, laughing, flipping. flipping. Mate, they love a flip. <laughs> Man, how many flips did you count in this? Ah, uh, fuck, I lost count. Uh, it's a flip central. And, um, but wait, the bomb didn't go off. It, uh, like, it didn't kill him or it didn't go off. I'm not sure. It's weird. It sort of, it does flash to white, right? Yeah. As if it's gone off, but, but he's fine. He's mm. all right. So they come in to inspect him. And we get one of the <laughs> they great- They come in to inspect They do, because they're like, wait, what was he dead? Is he alive? Oh, What's going on? Know. What's going on here? That's what punks do. They inspect. And um, <laughs> and what does he do? Fucking stands up in reverse. Yeah, There's yeah, that yeah. scene. So he's lying down and you get that footage like mm. 
played backwards. So he kind of stands mm. up like a plank. He obviously did not have the ability that those punks did to do the, the jump stand thing. No. He had to be have his footage reversed. Yeah. But yeah, he, he grabs the gun. Well, Haji pulls punks, out a right? gun. Yeah, yeah. Haji pulls one out mm. and he grabs it off him. Mm. And then we get something that honestly really surprised me to see in this film. Because as you said, this is a student film. Mm. And I can tell you, having used squibs before, they're fucking expensive as shit oh yeah to have squ- oh yeah they're like unless they're you've like homemade squibs mm. but these look very good mm. these squibs but he starts blasting mm. the punks and we're just getting all these amazing shots of the punks just getting their chest like blowing up and one guy get he's got like a bandana on his head oh, explodes yeah, the headshot the the lady punk that we saw before mm. who kind of stood motionlessly for most mm. of it she gets shot doesn't really react too much from being <laughs> shot <laughs> and I, I loved 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 all of those shots of repeated shots of the punks just rolling down oh. like the the kind of smashed up rocks in the quarry with all this sort of dust and rock oh, it's flying up in the air all in slow motion beautiful it's so great what a great way to, to end a film beautiful beautiful all films should end like this well of punks being shot to not death. necessarily punks but the main character blasting everyone away with a with a gun i think oh, that how that's how every film should end so good so good and and haji's performance in this world like he really committed to this role mm. like he 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 really did the i've just been shot yeah role fucking it's perfectly a lot and he's of like it, his tumbling is very down yeah. this like <laughs> mound of yeah. dust just like blood pouring <laughs> out of him amazing he, he did a fantastic role he and i it. loved it I loved it. Like you said, the headshot as well. Mm. Like it's it's so much more gory yeah. than I was expecting it yeah, to that's, be. Yeah, that's the cherry on top. And, and like, yeah, just so surprising mm. to, to see that kind of level of uh, effort put into, like, the scene. Like, do you know anything about the funding for this? So I guess it was, like, a student film, but... I'm assuming mm. it had some kind of budget because this is such a big fucking scene. I, I actually I do not know about the funding. Mm. That's I might ask him that time the next time I see him. But um, yeah, I don't know about the funding. So all the punks are dead. Masami done and dusted is is, is killed them all, and he's mm. kind of win- and he's still got a bomb strapped to his chest though. Do you know what's weird? Like, I don't know if you remember the first time watching this and what your expectations of the story was, but mm. I was when the bomb went off, I was expecting him to be like reborn as a punk right? and then join the punks. That was kind of my expectation of where it was going, but I much preferred what actually mm. happened. It's quite interesting that he decided to side with the non-punk side, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Because to me, it felt like those three guys, mm. Masami and his mates, were kind of the the... The, they're like the douche jocks yeah, in yeah, a way, yeah. you know? But they're like the jocks of the film. Yeah. The kind of rich... Like That was my feeling watching it. So, mm. yeah, I agree. I, I also thought he would side with the punks. Yeah. yeah. Which kind of is, is his background as well. Mm. He played in punk bands and, and noise bands and stuff. Mm. But then after that, so, you know, he's killed all the punks and we get the very slow outro of Masami just kind of like standing around staring at these bodies, mm. the people he just killed. While this very gloomy song plays, mm. and we get the credits, mm. and it's mm. very 
lovely credits as well. Again, great font. Great top, font. Top font. Yeah. Fucking great film. And that, that was... It's, it's like, what, like a 60-minute movie? Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's it's short, but I guess technically his first feature length, depending on where you are regionally. Mm. One thing I, I really thought when I was watching this... So often, you know, if you, if you buy like a a DVD and it's got like extra features of like mm. a director's earlier work of their student films. Most of the time, nine times out of 10, they're a slog to sit through. Mm. They're like kind of like maybe mildly interesting, but they're not particularly entertaining. This is a great watch oh, yeah. on its own. Even if I didn't know, uh, Fukui's other work, obviously that makes it more interesting, but it does stand like on its own two feet as like a great, weird experimental piece of work hundred percent yeah i think like and it's it's great because obviously the films that are more accessible and more easy to come by obviously pinocchio and rubber's lover but you can see that kind of like that early craft him kind of homing in on his skills Mm. developing his skills which he later adapted onto those later feature lengths so this is like a real real beautiful early insight into his career Mm. and and it doesn't feel like a guy kind of like finding his feet. Mm. It feels like he kind of already knows yeah, what yeah. he wants to do. That's a really good point. Like it is, yeah, it's hard to explain, but you're right. It's like you're seeing glimpses of the future, mm. but you're totally right. It, it feels like someone who's very, very sure of mm. what he wants to do. Mm. Even at this point, maybe maybe he is he hasn't perfected it yet, but... Yeah, it it really feels like someone who knows what what he's doing yeah. already. Mm. It gave me the same. Do you know Michael Haneke, the guy that did um, Funny Games and Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like sorry, this is a bit of a tangent, but I remember like watching his first film, mm. and it's so weird because you watch his first film and it's like he knew exactly what kind of films he mm. wanted to make. Mm. All of his films are of the same kind of level of quality, the same grimness, the same like like everything is the same. Right. He just knew. He was like a true fucking artist from the beginning. And I think Fukui's kind of the same. Like he knew mm. like what he wanted straight away. And you can tell it's like his film. Like yeah. it's got his stamp all yeah. over it, even at this point, which is pretty amazing. Hundred percent. And I totally agree with that. But also I feel like with the punk aesthetic in there as well, I feel like there there probably is some inspiration from Soroishi's, like, Burst City, mm, Crazy mm. Thunder Road, because that was also, like, that punk aesthetic. Mm. And whether he directly took influence from him or whether he was just around at the same time as him, I don't know. But mm. those kind of work well as a nice double bill. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I honestly much prefer this, though. Mm. Uh, Metal Days. Oh, yeah. Nice. Mm. Saying that, though, um, I mentioned earlier about the three VHS tapes. So, uh, something that I actually only only realized today well, for doing research for this podcast, because I bought these tapes before moving to Japan, before understanding any sort of Japanese. So, I had all this kind of like, all this information at my fingertips, if you will, but I wasn't able to read it. Mm. But going through all, like, the, the chirashis and the pamphlets and the, these little, like, pamphlets or, like, printouts that came with these tapes, I learnt that the film that was included in the tape of Gerarist, so there was another mm. film called Scourge of Blood, mm. which is, like, a five-minute 
short film when, that he made uh, when he was a university student, and that was actually the prototype to this movie. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. Mm. Which is also, like, it, it's five minutes long, and it's really just a guy chasing another guy and then stabbing him to death. Mm. So very short, like eight millimeter kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. you can see how that developed yeah, into yeah. this, mm. and then how this develops into that. You know, mm. you can really see that that almost like stepping stone of sure. him really perfecting his style. Is that is that one so scourge of blood? That's what it's called. Is, yeah. is that another one that's very difficult to find? Well, you didn't hear it here, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's um. That someone has uploaded the Garrorist VHS tape onto Vimeo. Oh, and on the back of that is Scourge of Blood. Okay, yeah. okay. And funnily enough, that also features the same actor who played Masami in this, who plays the same role. Right. So okay. it is very much a prototype of sure. Metal Days. Now, going on to the future of Metal Days, mm. because... I need to have a sip of beer for this because I have a little bit of a tangent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when I got these tapes, I was, as you could um, imagine, ecstatic. I Poo was in your pants. Pooing my pants, Dave. Filling them with brown. Brown? Brown. Brown. Your pants. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> So, of course, you know, I, I posted reviews here and there because, you know, as much as I want everyone to see this, you know, you know, I, I as much as I could, sh- shared what I could share. Mm. So, I posted reviews, I uh, screen capped it, I posted screenshots up on, and posted them on um, Tumblr, did reviews on this and that, and da-da-da-da, letterbox, you know. And I got years worth of weekly emails or messages coming through like please send me share me this video mm. like show it to me i want this copy blah, 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 blah. can you rip it can you sell me it can you copy it for me blah, blah, blah. you know every week mm. i got multiple messages of people asking me to share metal days which i totally understand however it's not my film to share and as much as I think this is a film that should be seen by everyone, it's not my film to kind of share, you know? Mm. And I have uh, some sort of a relationship with Shozen Fukui. Like, he supported me with my films for many years. Um, he gave me a quote for Difficulty Breathing mm. for, for, to help me, you know, get it out there. And he came to the, the screening of um, The Sound of Summer and he came up on stage and he... Yeah. introduce the film and you know you're, you're underselling it like he loves you like his eyes light up when he sees you and i'm not joking he does he loves you well, well fucking hell, we go back like more than 10 years yeah. man like and, and he is sorry to go no. on a tangent from your turn but he is i've met him a few times with you as well and he's just such a fucking nice guy mm. and such a solid guy right he is incredibly awesome dude lovely dude and like I said, he supported me and like with my films and he's been such a solid dude forever. And I'm, I can't just go out and mm. share his films mm. essentially behind his back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if he wanted to sell this film or wanted to share this film, he would be doing so himself. Mm. Exactly. And there is a very 
good reason as to why he is not with this particular film. Right. The reason is um, there are copyright issues with this film. Mm. And I think there there is copyright issues with the music that he used in this film. Mm. So basically he's been trying to re-edit it once again mm. to, to be able to get it out there once again. Because I've I've said to him so many times, like, mate, so many yeah. people keep fucking messaging me. People are gagging for it. I was like, just just fucking like just make a DVD mm. or whatever. You'll make a ton of money. People buy it off you. Mm. Blah, 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 blah. And he was like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Mm. But anyway, the problem is like copyright stuff. So he has been re-editing it, but he's been doing that for a while. And every time I go and see him and chat with him, you know, he tells me like it's kind of coming along little by little blah, 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 blah. unfortunately the editing equipment that he's been using because it's all obviously like eight millimeter yeah the equipment broke oh no and the company that made this equipment are no longer around oh, so shit. it's very difficult for him to find replacement parts mm. but the last thing i heard was he had edited it down to a 20-minute cut. Really? Okay. Which is a lot shorter yeah. than what we saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, wait, so when, when you say he's editing, he's, like, physically cutting 8-millimeter mil- film and pasting it together. I can't tell you the ins and outs. I don't know. But he told me he's re-editing it. Wow. And from a 60-minute film, he's edited it down into a 20-minute film. Mm. And he's basically... He has this kind of new vision for it. Mm. And his goal is to get that out there Mm. for people to see because it's not been seen or released for fucking, what, 30 years? So once he gets these replacement parts for his editing equipment, hopefully he... Maybe. hopefully he can continue with this thing sure hopefully he can get it back out there because it is a very very awesome film i'm very curious as to see what he does with it and how he can basically stuff all of this into a 20 minute short film yeah i I think one thing if he does finish that and that does come out mm. it's not going to stop people sending you emails no because <laughs> people still want to see that original version right probably but as you said I- I'm, I'm not gonna you can't do it you can't do anything about it i'm sorry and the l- last little thing mm. just last little thing uh, so when i was speaking to him a couple of months ago uh i was asking him about metal days and the sole comment he had about this film was he was like ah oh, it's just so silly. <laughs> He's not wrong. It is. It is yeah. quite silly. Like I loved it, yeah. but it, it's, yeah, it's much like lighter and goofier than mm. the other things that he's made. Yeah, I loved it. He was like, he, he was just like, it's just stupid, you know. Mm. <laughs> and he kind of like he kind of asked me to confirm it. He was like, "Nakashiga, aho yaro." And I was like, as like as if I was to confirm that it's a stupid story. I was like, "Yeah, but it's just fucking people running, isn't it?" And he's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I've seen um, him use metal days in his kind of live performances, mm-hmm. where he kind of screens this and does this kind of VJ thing, and he gets a live band in, mm. and he mixes one film with another film, and he. Mm. mashes it all up into some crazy live performance and I think in this current 
moment um the only way to see it is that if you kind of come to japan mm. and he happens to be doing a live screening <laughs> which is quite rare these days right he he was doing a lot of them um, before COVID. Yeah, yeah. And so I used to go down to Tokyo pretty much every time he would do something. So he mm-hmm. had a he had a thing called Cinema Blast, and he would always screen like uh, S uh, sorry yeah S ninety four, and his other film The Hiding. And now he's basically mixing those films together live whilst a noise band or something or mm. a performer or somebody does something alongside him. And I think, yeah, that is the only time you can kind of see. He'll project it. it. Snippets, yeah. yeah. He'll project it onto screen along with another film. Mm. But I don't know what the... I don't know when, Mm. if the the 20-minute cut of Metal Days will come out. Mm. But I do hope it does, because I'm very curious to see how it ends up as. I think there's going to be, like, a big, you know, spark in interest in his work as well, because there is that new Pinocchio blu-ray coming mm. out right is that out yet or pretty soon I, right? it's coming out real soon Me- media blast is, yeah, 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 yeah. Is putting that out yeah i'm so fucking excited to see that on blu-ray i, I watched the trailer mm. on youtube and i've only ever seen it on the, the dvd um unearthed dvd and the jump in quality is oh, phenomenal so excited. so excited and I'm so excited yeah oh my god if you haven't seen that film mm. just Go just just see that. That is amazing. Get that Blu-ray because it is. Blu-ray. <laughs> it's a absolute perfect yeah. masterpiece of a film. Mm. Yeah, incredible. And while like completely non related to Shows of Akui, but whilst talking about other films, there is a film that I would really love to recommend. Mm. Fuck that! I will recommend. <laughs> is it the new Puss in Boots movie? No. Is there a new Puss in Boots? Yeah, apparently it's really Seriously? good. Seriously? Yeah, apparently it's actually really good. Oh, mate. No, and that is... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shogo Ishii's Shuffle. Shogo Ishii's Shuffle? Shuffle. Okay. I've actually bought you the DVD today, Dave. Oh, so okay. yeah. So it's, not, it's not pod-worthy? No. So it's a short film, and it is like oh, 30 minutes long. And obviously, uh, I mentioned before, so Sogo Ishii, the guy did Burst City, mm. Crazy Thunder Road, who shows if Akui was the assistant director of. So he made a short film called Shuffle, which is based mm. off a manga. This film is also 30 minutes of nonstop running. <laughs> nice. And this is the best running movie okay. ever. Better than Run Lola Run? Better than Cool Runnings. Really? Yeah. Better than Cool Runnings? Better than Cool Runnings. Fucking hell. Seriously? This movie is the best running movie because it is non-stop running. Right. And unfortunately, as we mentioned, you guys, listeners, the one person who might be, <laughs> you can't see Metal Days at this very moment. So instead, watch Shogoisi's Shuffle because it is a fucking banger. How how can they? It's, uh, so it's got a DVD. This, release? this has been released on DVD. Okay, All yeah. Right, nice, this nice. is a lot more accessible. Okay, a lot more easier cool, cool. to obtain than um, the Metal Days and the other films. Nice. Looking forward Check to watching that. Check it out. That. Shuffle. Get it on. So how did you get on, Dave? Well, we have to do the wrongometer. No. For this for this film, so Metal Days, mm. which I think. It's a bit hard because I don't think it really applies to this film. It kind of doesn't, doesn't it? Actually, after Tana and I watched it, she was like, 
how are you going to bloody do the wrong Omidor for this one, mate? Is that how she talks? Yeah, yeah. It's my impersonation of her. Um, yeah, the wrong Omidor is how wrong the film is, which is, you know, kind of a broad definition, basically, mm. of, like, how much it, how fucked up it is, how much it shouldn't exist, and yada, yada, yada. Mm. You chose the film, you go first. That always makes you go first. Anyway, because it's a good gauge. <laughs> Regardless of who chose it. You know what? Ah, <sighs> yeah. I'm kind of just like around the four or five mark, you know? Me too. Yeah, I, I'm going to say... So you, what, what's your official... Give it, I'll give it a four. Go for it. I'm, I'm going to go four as well. Yeah. And that's not just because you said a four. I actually wrote it down before. I'm like, oh, bollocks. I'm give you it you only said a four because I said four, Dave. <laughs> well, put, fine. I'll give it a three. Put your dick away. I'll go down to, <laughs> I'll go down to a three because you always give it too much. I do. Yeah, there's not really anything no. particularly wrong about this. Other than maybe that blood blasting scene. I think the blood blasting scene and the the scene where they're kind of like his dead friends are chaining him back. Yeah, that, that was a That's quite, a little yeah. bit... Yeah, it's, it's mm. kind of abstract. Mm. It's, but yeah, it's more, in the grand scheme of things, it's not... It reminds me of Id when we had to rate that. Because it, it's like, well, yeah, it's like weird, but mm. it's deliberate in that sense. And it, as you said, abstract is... is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's not but that wrong. On a scale of how good it is. I'd give it a at least a nine. Oh, yeah. On the good scale. On the good, good scale. scale. <laughs> what would you give it a ten? Well, on the goodometer. Goodometer. Fucking ten, mate. Give it a ten. <laughs> mate. Ten on the goodometer. Oh boy. So what's coming up next? Yeah, th- thanks for all that great info, by the way, because the next episode is gonna be very thin on extra info. <laughs> right. Um yeah, I I was trying to I was swinging between two different films. Yeah. For next week, both Hong Kong ones. Because I know last week you fucking hated the film. Oh, sorry, last episode. What did we do last episode? We did Murder Secret, which you did not enjoy. The one where the kid's head gets... Uh, oh, Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that was a really good episode. I enjoyed uh, cutting that one together. But you didn't like the film very much. It's, it just wasn't very good. It wasn't good. But very funny, I think. But I wanted to give you a film that you would enjoy... Mm. But then I'm like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so next time, this I've been wanting to do this for a long time. It's a very ridiculously underseen Hong mm. Kong Cat 3. Right. And it is pure misery porn Hong Ooh. Kong. You know, that kind of, like, just that grim Cat 3... Mm the film finishes and you want to just drown yourself in, in a fucking bathtub oh, kind of film. Sounds good. It's called Suburb Murder. Suburb Murder. Suburb Murder. Okay. It's from 1992. There's no one famous in it. Okay. It's grimy as fuck. Suburb Much murder. easier to find the metal days so you can watch <laughs> it before the next part. But yes, Suburb Murder from All 1992. Right, looking forward to it. Should be fun. Well, no, it's not going to be fun. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it anyway. <laughs> so, as always, please follow us on Twitter while it still exists. Have you heard about that with Twitter? No. He's going to start fucking charging for posts or something. Oh, what's a cunt? Yeah, fucking cunt. But anyway, please follow us on Twitter, SMSW Podcast on Twitter. You can also send us an email. Oh. Yeah, you can. Huh? Show me something wrong at gmail.com. But don't send me an email asking for a copy of Metal Days. As Guy said, we can't help you. Sorry about that. But we will see you next time for... (gasps) 
<laughs> Do you remember the name of it? Sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-